welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to be talking about the danger of comparisons. Yeah, why are we calling it a danger? Well, because not all comparisons are bad, are they? They can't all be bad. Like if I compare myself to someone that I aspire to be more like, like Jesus, for example, or someone really godly, and then that motivates me to live a more godly life and to more fully walk with him, um, then that's a good thing. So not all comparisons are bad, but there is a danger where it crosses a line. Well, I suppose it's where we're looking at other people and comparing who we are and our worth and our value compared to them, or we're comparing what they've got and I haven't got. And yeah. and then it can lead to a, a place of discontent, can't it? Either discontent of who I am or discontent of what I've got, my it, life. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you'll remember when I think Isaac was about six, he got on his birthday, he got given this envelope by a friend of ours and he opened it, of course, with great excitement to find $6 inside, which is it's like won the lottery, like mega bucks really, really excited. And and then 10 days later, it was Ben's birthday. He also got an envelope and inside was $9. It's like, hmm, you could see this like look on Isaac's face, like, hang on a minute. And then a month later, it was Jake's birthday and he got $12. And this person was giving them a, a dollar for every year of their life, which is a pretty cool idea, actually, unless you're the youngest in the family, in which case, this is a terrible idea. And how how is it they're getting more money? And it, it moved very quickly, didn't it? From this is brilliant. I've got $6 too. Huh. I've got less than they have. And that's the problem with comparison, isn't it? I suppose it's how we can be in our lives, can't we? You know, I'm, I'm okay being me until I compare myself to somebody else. I right. can actually be quite content, yeah. you know, being who I am in my giftings, in my strengths. And then you see somebody else and maybe they get more attention or I don't know, or you just think, oh, I wish I was more like them. And yeah. suddenly you lose that piece, don't you? It takes a lot of character, I think, doesn't it? To actually look at someone that's got more gifting or is like, in a sense, on, on paper, at least better than you mm. and to be glad for them about mm. that. Like most of us probably would feel a little bit like, huh, well, I, I won't play tennis with that person because they're clearly going to beat me mm. or... Do you know what I mean? There's a, it yeah. takes quite a lot of character to do that. But that's a good point because the thing is, is we do look at each other and think, are you, are you where, like we rank, don't we? Like you use the word better than me, which makes sense if you're talking about something that is a measurable thing. Like some people are just better at sports or like you said, right. tennis, like they're better. So they better, they should just have that. Yeah. that well done, you yeah. can use those words. But how often do we use those words in our heart or the enemy whispers them in or we whisper in them, they're better than me. Yeah. They're, so it becomes about my enough. identity. Yeah. yeah like, Who I am as a person. Yeah. yeah. Or less. they've got better giftings than me. Right. Or Yeah. They're, they're more significant or more special. And I'd say comparisons are a danger because they very, very quickly lead to jealousy right. and envy. Yeah, exactly. And and I think we can all relate if we really if we really look at our lives, you know, it's not just when we were a kid that we were jealous. Like I was so jealous as a kid. I'm gonna confess. Okay, now. I'm ready. This is a big confession. I was so jealous of Angela Jackson. Because wow. she was so pretty and she had the most amazing bedroom that was just like this dream bedroom. And it had a step up to her bed, oh which I just think, I don't know, that's like... When I get home tonight, I'm going to build you a step. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be Angela Jackson. <laughs> if only. If no. Only. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would lit I just was, 
even though she was a good friend of mine, I was only little, but I just remember just wishing I was, somehow I was Angela Jackson. And, but the thing is, is those things don't really disappear. Like, obviously, I don't think many of us would look at someone else now and say, I wish I was them. Um, But but maybe aspects of their life. They're whispering, there's whispers in our heart, aren't there? Yeah. And that, like you said, that sort of jealousy, envy thing is a very powerful force. I mean, the Bible describes it as sin, actually. So Mm. it's, it is something which is pretty serious. I'm just thinking of this verse, um, Proverbs 14, verse 30, which I think really fits in with this. It says, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. And it's really, a, I think it's a really interesting verse, actually, because it talks about a tranquil heart, which makes you wonder whether the envy is something that really comes from the heart as well. And But one, this tranquil heart gives life and is all about kind of peace and rest and contentment. But there's something about this envy that just makes, it's like it's making things deteriorate. It's like rotting away. And you sort of feel that about yourself, don't you? When you're comparing yourself all the time to others. And if you look at the world, social media, all this stuff, I mean, it's so much comparison of their life and, well, my life's not their life and my marriage isn't like their marriage and my kids aren't like their kids and my job's not like their job. My car's not like their car. I mean, it goes on endlessly, Mm. doesn't it? But if we envy, if we have that jealousy, it will begin to rot Well, it is a destructive thing, isn't it? And it's destructive, not just because it rots and robs from us, but actually it does start to build walls. Like if you think of the people where you just have those little whisperings of of jealousy or envy, and you have to be quite in touch with yourself to hear it really, don't you? You know, um, different people are good at this and bad at this, but really listening to your heart. And then if if you're not careful, those walls can come up and, and they sort of like, you know, in that carnality, because like you say, it is sin, you start to want to, to pull that person down or yeah, undermine, or, them undermine or, dist- yeah. or like wish they didn't have what they have. Or yeah. I mean, it's a really, we're just being very honest, aren't we? Of these are real issues and real situations. Yeah, or belittle the person a bit, maybe mm. just try and deflect the attention away from them. They're all or trying to take what I I want that I want that I yeah. want that attention I want that acknowledgement or that recognition or or I want their life I want their family I want their security within themselves I mean it can it can literally go all over the place yeah. can't it and I guess as well it could really separate relationships too couldn't it because now maybe I don't want to hang around that person anymore because mm-hmm. they just keep every time I see them I think ah oh, they've got this and I want it so now I'll even pull back from relationship with them. Maybe mm. even inside the church, we we separate out from people that we just feel that jealousy of, that mm. envy of. I think it yeah. can be in marriages. I think it can be in any relationship, can't it? And you yeah. get into almost like a competitiveness, like I have to prove prove something or something like that. But I think the thing that intrigues me, and this is is if if this, this so that you've said this is a sin issue, like this this is sin, envy is sin and coveting and all the rest of it. Absolutely, completely agree it's sin. But sometimes, where do we balance it? Because sometimes it is coming from what we would describe as lack or loss or gaps. Like an emptiness, yeah. Gaps that people have in their lives or we have in our lives. It's not just about other people, is it? It's about us as well. Yeah. So a good example, I guess, would be like if I didn't have you know, a secure, loving family, or and I don't have a secure, loving family, but I see somebody else that does, I might feel very jealous of that and long for that and, and wish I had it. But really, it's not a sinful thing so much as it's a, a longing 
it's coming from something unhealed yeah. inside that yeah. that you missed out on. And actually, the Lord wants you to have. You know, if I don't feel, say, I didn't feel very affirmed in my life, and maybe going back to childhood, if I hadn't had that, then when other people are affirmed or encouraged, there could be this big gap inside of any of us yeah. that's like crying out for, I want some of that. I'd yeah. like to be told I did well or I do good or um, I've got worth or value. And it just is what goes on inside, isn't it? Yeah. I guess we look at other people and we think if I only had what they had, then I'd be satisfied. There'd be this filling of this void inside, this hole in my heart, this gap in my being would be filled. Yeah, I think that's a massive issue with this because it, it is literally like the enemy tries to to convince us that if we had the thing that we long for, then all would be well. You know, if I had the possessions that this person has or the gifting or the recognition or the position, then then I'd be okay. But it never quite satisfies, does it? Because there is that deeper longing yeah. that only the Lord can fill. Yeah, but the danger with always comparing or always wanting what somebody else has is that you just are never content and at peace being me. And I I, I know or everybody at LL, we're all so passionate about this. Like God made us who he made us. Yeah. And in every one of us, he's put giftings and strengths and uniqueness. Yeah. Like we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and it's just... The, the deprivation in our lives or the gaps in our lives or the enemy's work in our lives that that we think we're not enough as we are, that yeah. we've got something, we should be better, we've got to be more, we've got to change. And, and, and it's because the enemy doesn't want us free to be who we are. Yeah. And there's something in God's heart, isn't there, about us being like we are, like the body of Christ is like this rich tapestry, isn't it, of all the different personalities and giftings and backgrounds and everything else. I mean, we see a glimpse of it here on team in some ways. I think there's 13 different nations represented on our team here at Ella Grange. And you just see all the different ages and backgrounds and cultures and everything else. They're coming together with the Lord and it's beautiful, you know, and if everybody was the same and everybody had the same gift, it would be very bland actually. Mm. But somehow the enemy says, well, if you haven't got that gift or that position, then you're less, mm. but we're not, it doesn't define us as a person at all, does it? Our actual identity is secure as a child of God and an absolute member of his household and part of his family and in the kingdom and all those kind of things. It's really the enemy's work to sort of undermine that by making us compare ourselves to others. But we, we, we forget this rich tapestry and the beauty of a tapestry is the weaving, the inter sort of weaving of the different colours of thread that we need. Yeah. And if you think of the team, you think of... You know, the, the Lord works through every single one of them. Yeah. There's not one person on the team that we have, wherever they're working, whether they're the youngest or the oldest, God just works through them. And people, when they give testimony, you know, it's often, oh, the Lord just spoke to me through this person having a chat with me or that, you know, it, sometimes it is through the teaching or the ministry course it is as well. Yeah. But often it is just through that that family of God. I love Isaiah 49 verse 15. It says, Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I've written your name on the palms of my hands. 
And I and I love that that if we would just be at peace, knowing mm. like we are so loved by this amazing God, who no matter what's happened to us in our lives or how we have been left to one side and left to cope on our own, God, we really wants to fill those areas in our hearts with the truth of how he feels about us, just such worth and value. And it kind of feels like if you, if we could just reflect on that, we'd, those gaps, those lack would start to be filled, wouldn't it? And it makes me think of Psalm 131 and it starts like this, which is quite interesting actually, when we're talking about sin, the Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And it just speaks of that sort of thing of being satisfied, yeah. of having enough. You know, there's nothing like a, a baby that's had its milk and just it's got that full stomach and lies down to go to sleep and there's just that satisfaction isn't there in the parents there is yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i've been thinking a lot recently about this um name of god of one of his names being gyra and i guess for me i've i always just sort of pictured that in terms of provision like financial provision like he'll be the provider for the mortgage and he'll be the provider for these different things that we need financially mostly. But really what it what it really means is that he's enough. He's enough for every lack that we have in our life, every every gap in our life, he's enough. And so in these moments, you see, when we're talking about comparison, there's so many ways that outworks from just looking at somebody's life and thinking, I just wish my life was more like their life. Do you know what I mean? Like and and that leaves us when we have that comparison it does make us, it leaves us with that feeling of discontent. And dissatisfied. And dissatisfaction. Almost like, so it's either like we're not enough or my life's not enough or that I'm, I'm just below the bar that I should be at. Mm. Uh, which on one level, we do want to continue growing and developing and all those kind of things. Of course, we, it's not like we're staying put where we are, but, but there's something about this where we can realise, Lord, you're enough. You're enough and you've called me enough. Mm. I mean, he saved us while we were still sinners. Do you know what I mean? He didn't wait for us to get better so he could save us. And it's those sort of things like... Well, he hasn't got anything to prove, has he? He hasn't actually got anything to... He's not in debt to us at all. And sometimes we can have a little bit of that kind of thing with God of, you know, of bringing him down a little bit to our level of, if you just would make me more like that, or if you would just give me more and we miss out on living in the moment, like where we are today, who I am today. I could I could literally list off things I wanted God to do in my life that I'm sure he wants to do as well. But where I am today has to be and is okay. Like yeah. it's where I, it's who I am and, and, and being at rest in that and being able to look around and think, well, other people have this or they have that and and maybe there's somewhere in my heart that I'd quite like to be more like that. I mean, I would love to be able to sing. That's one thing I really, to have a, I mean, I can sing, can sing. but not, <laughs> not like you would want me to sing. You're going to be polite and pretend I can sing, aren't you? You might not want to do a solo. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. But, but you know, at the same time, I just think, well, 
that's okay. I am who I am. God made me. If you made me fearfully and wonderfully made, then I'm, I have to accept myself as yeah. I am. Otherwise, we are in danger of setting ourselves up to the place of God and saying you, you did something wrong, you didn't, you didn't do it right. And that's, that is a dangerous place to get to. Well, it's one of the dangers of comparisons, isn't it? That mm-hmm. somehow I'm, I'm, I'm on the defective line. I'm not quite good enough and haven't met the standard so are we saying then you made a mistake, God? Well, God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, it, but we don't want to fight it on a head knowledge. Like these are all things that we can circulate around our head. But in our in our heart are these places where we're hurting and we're we're lacking and we we have needs on the inside. And and that's where the Lord wants to come and meet us. Yeah. And, and I think it's good too to have something to aim for. Like, where are we headed in all this? You know, I guess what we're heading for is, Lord, I want to get to the point where what I see in other people um, and the giftings and the abilities and the positions and the backgrounds and everything else I see in other people doesn't wobble me. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't shake me. And and that's where we want to try and get to. And part of that is maybe we do need to confess and repent of the envy and jealousy in our life. And on the other hand, maybe we just need to ask the Lord to say, Lord, I've I've been longing for this. There's a deep longing yeah. that actually isn't ever going to be met by these things that I think will meet it, but you can meet it. Yeah. Like you are enough. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to the fact that you are you are Jehovah Jireh for this need inside my own heart. Yeah. But that this is it, Andy, because those are two things. And often with something like, say we're, we're talking about comparisons or jealousy or envy, well, we all recognise that's wrong. Like jealousy is bad. Right. It's a wrong thing. We're right. not meant to be jealous. We're not meant to be envious. Um, and and we can deal with that in a, you know, if I think of myself, if I feel that that stir of envy or something, then I know I've got to repent of that. I've got to come to the Lord. I'm so sorry. But sometimes, you know, we can have these things go off and rather than going to him, we sort of feel like, it's so bad that I'm like that. And we kind of pull away from him or we go to him, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've got this jealousy. And, but it's more than that, isn't it? It isn't just repenting. It's looking at, and it isn't, there isn't always going to be a route to it. Sometimes it is just pure greed or pure dissatisfaction, you know, but sometimes there is this deeper place, which is what we've been talking about. And so it isn't just a case of just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a case of repenting. Yes. But also saying, but Lord, there is this place inside. And I think that we get it wrong because we do one of them. Without the other. Without the other. Right. When, when, and sometimes that's right. Sometimes there is just a, a sin issue. But sometimes there's a sin and a, what we would call wounding or hurt issue yeah. that needs a place of lack, a place of emptiness. Yeah. So that's where healing and discipleship go together, isn't it? Mm. Which is what we're forever sort of teaching here, that these two are so totally connected. So if I repent only, but I don't have any healing from the Lord, then what am I left with? I've still got that longing inside. So actually. it's just going to happen again. And it does, happening. doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we can all put our hands up. Yeah. Yeah. But if I deal with the wounding but I don't deal with the sin yeah then then you just stay there's not really fruit is there no that's right that's why I always find it so helpful to write out because in writing I might start off with oh lord I'm so sorry I'm jealous I feel like I wish I had you know and then but then I can I can find that connection but lord it goes to a deeper place and it's this and 
Lord, I am sorry for my reaction and my behavior of jealousy. And I want to repent of that. But Lord, there is this gap in my heart. And and I'm really asking you, Lord, would you come and fill it? And, And then something in the writing process is almost like your spirit. When you get out the emotion, then your spirit can breathe and something rises up that says, but Lord, I'm going to trust you. You are enough and you, you're able to sustain me and strengthen me and be everything that I need. I wonder as well if sometimes we have our expectations are wrong. Like, so we might look at what the world says is what you should have, which is a massive house and two brilliant cars and all, all these things that, that are sort of become like an expectation that if you don't have those things, then you're defective. So I wonder if it might not be a healing need or a sin need in some ways mm. it's just i've got a wrong idea of what yeah, i should have yeah. you know and and as followers of jesus you know as, as christians you know the bible tells us that we might well have lack there might well be mm. times where we don't have anything in fact great scripture is philippians 4 11 and 12 it says not that i was ever in need for i've learned how to be content with whatever i have i know how to live on almost nothing or with everything I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. I mean, what an amazing passage that is, that somehow Paul had worked out how to, how to be content, how to be at peace, regardless of the circumstance. Whereas we live in a world which is all circumstance driven, like you should only be happy when you've got a holiday, a year, a big house, you know, a good job, good position. You're leading a small group at church. I mean, we bring it into our Christian walk too, you know. That ranking, yeah. The ranking thing. But but there's something about contentment, regardless of circumstance, that says, Lord, I'm content that I'm your child. Mm. I'm, I'm accepted. I'm in the family home. I'm loved. Do you know what I mean? That, that somehow I'm going to let go of these maybe wrong mm. expectations of my aims of where I need to be that don't actually match what he says. Mm. That's what we want that help with, wasn't it? it that's why I like that word satisfied. Yeah. Because I think it it's it's enough. Yeah. Got enough. So you mentioned a few things along the way which uh, are a good practical sort of helps. I just wonder if you've got any other bright ideas <laughs> that you can share with us. Well, one of my favorites which always confuses you, but is I what I call listening to yourself and you know you're listening to those inner whisperings those inner what feel like childlike emotions that say, I wish I was more like that or, you know, that kind of Angela Jackson feeling um, that we, we don't want to think we have when we're adults. We want to think we're mature and we're, we're so beyond jealousy or these more immature emotions, but they do go on. And I think you've just got li- we've got to listen to ourselves, but that always confuses you, don't you? You wonder what I'm talking about well, when I say listen I, to yourself. I don't know if it's a bloke thing or if it's just a me thing. I think there's quite a few people like me. You can't but, make it sexist. But when, um, well, okay. So it's that thing of, I hear the words, listen to yourself, and I just, and I just am like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? But But what I've learned is, it's just taking that time to say, Lord, what is going on inside me right now? Like, can you show me what it is I'm really feeling? Yeah. Uh, and that's really all you're talking about. Yeah, bringing that connection, listening and and giving yourself permission that you can feel those things. I think that's yeah. important part of it because, like I say, we want to think that we're beyond that or we're better than that so we wouldn't have these immature inner wants and 
jealousies and something like that. But actually we do. We do. Yeah. We just do. <laughs> yeah. You know, there might be a need for forgiveness. I was just thinking that in terms of the way that we, in our life, maybe we have been, com- we've been compared yeah. in a negative way to other people or mm. maybe Families. a brother or sister yeah. was really like the amazing one and we were not the amazing one or at work, we were always put down in favour of somebody else. So maybe mm. there are some people that we could forgive. Well, because favouritism is very, that is really a painful thing, isn't it? Yeah. If you've, if you've been, well, I don't know how to word it. If you've been, oh, I was going to use really bad the English. Of, yeah, I was going to say not favouritised, but that's not right, is it? <laughs> it's a new but word. if you, if you've been under that, that is really, that is painful. I have to say that is painful. And being belittled, you know, being, if you've been, oh, oh that cry of injustice. Like if people have suffered, you know, often these inner cries on the inside of it. It's not fair. It's not fair. I want that. It's not yeah. fair, you know, and. Actually, there for a lot of people, there has been real injustice, yeah. and it isn't fair. Yeah. So that that voice is is valid, really. Yeah. So forgiveness will be a big key in that, won't mm-hmm. it? Because there'll yeah. always be people associated with that. Maybe it was the people that were showing favoritism where it shouldn't have been. Maybe it's the people that belittled us. Maybe it's the people that didn't give us what we really needed. Maybe parents mm. or or other people that we could just forgive and ask the Lord to just begin to heal and restore maybe and fill some of those gaps that we were talking about. Absolutely. And I think to to recognize the enemy in this as well, to recognize that he always wants to tell us when we he always wants to make us dissatisfied. Yeah. He, he is that horrible bully who always wants to tell us where we we're, we're not enough or we need to be better or they they're better than us. He's always whispering in us, but we we have to be careful that we don't take hold of it and we become starting to agree with him but we do need to recognize that he is that intimidator and that bully so pushing back the enemy and choosing lord what do you say there's that amazing um i might have mentioned it before but it's amazing uh lauren daigle song you say and it goes through like what god what does god it's just that question yeah. really like lord what do you say yeah. about me what do your words say about me and um there's a i love i think the scriptures are full of what the Lord does say about us, yeah. like that, that we're written on the palm of his hand. Yeah. That's what he says about us. That's what, that's what is going to help give us that feeling of satisfaction and being enough. Yeah. And that's what the enemy is always countering, isn't it? Like, like the classic kind of cartoon image of the enemy is, is, is the enemy stood there with a pitchfork, isn't he? But I always think, actually, he stands, I think he stands there with a measuring stick He's forever putting up a measuring stick next yeah. to you and saying, oh, you know, you're not enough here and you're not enough there. So some of these scriptures or listening to that song, that Lauren Daigle song that you're talking about and actually letting the words go in, Lord, you say I'm enough yeah, and you're enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you say I'm loved. Yeah. You say I'm special. You say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I yeah. mean, let's take hold of these scriptures and, and, I, and maybe we don't feel it. You don't always feel it, but actually they, if they're truth and we yeah. believe that they're truth, then we need to start declaring them and holding them up really to the enemy. I want to finish with this scripture in Isaiah 41, verse 9. It says, For I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And then later, even in verse 13, it says, I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. 
And I think with all of this, for some, it's going to be a real issue in their lives, this 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 habit that we can get into and we can all get into it of jealousy or of comparing. So Father, would you come with your Holy Spirit? Would you change us and transform us, Lord, in all that you want to do in our lives? We want to, we want to grow and change. But Lord, only by your but only by your work, only by your Holy Spirit and what you want to do in us. Not because we think we just want to be different or better or to change ourselves, but just to just to submit to the work of your spirit in our lives and that you would change these wrong behaviours, these wrong habits. Father, help us to have the courage to repent and to bring our sin to you, Lord, which is real and which your cross stands so strong and um, able and help us to bring those things to you, Lord, so we can receive that forgiveness that you you offer us. But also, Lord, where there are these places of lack and gaps in our lives, Lord, we're looking to you. We're saying, Lord, would you be the one that fills them? Would you be the one that brings that 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 satisfaction and that contentment, that peace? Lord, we want to be at peace to be me. Every single me, Lord, listening to this, we want to be at peace to be me. Mm. Knowing that you've got a good work that you're going to continue in our lives. So Father, will you help us? Help us to see and help us to hear what's really going on and have the courage to really walk this walk with you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Well, bless you guys. Thanks for listening. And we hope to catch up with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.